You are now listening to The Unit Report. Listen as we take a deep dive into the world of sports centered around Pittsburgh. Now, your hosts, Lucas and Troy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to this week's, basically, month's edition of The Unit Report. It's been... A hot minute since we've done one of these. I, as always, am your host, Troy, followed by my personal butler slash sidekick slash uh, um, personality, Lucas. Comedic relief. Yeah, comedic relief. Afterthought. <laughs> it's getting more and more personal. It's, <laughs> it's, it's worse and worse. It's becoming more and more painful to do this. I know it's it's pretty bad. I'm on the ledge. The year, I don't even want to know what your uh, your title's going to be. Anyway, for this week, for this podcast, I guess uh, we're doing this yet again live in the basement as we are watching the uh, final, what, 13 minutes of Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final? Yep, it's one nothing Tampa, Ross Colton with the only goal of the game, um, and Andre Vasilevsky is 13 minutes away from being back-to-back Stanley Cup champion, goaltending if he can get this shutout. I mean, I think he can do it. I mean, but before the game, I said I thought Montreal was going to win, and I'm going to give you credit, you said Tampa was going to do it tonight. I'm really hoping it goes to six here and Montreal can get another game in but uh, I don't know Tampa is such a machine right now they're such a machine I, I you know everyone's going to talk their crap about them being 18 million over the cap but like this look at the look look at this right here Anthony Sorelli diving for the block there guys that get big goals are even willing to throw the body okay let's talk about that because I, I guess we'll we'll get into some of the uh final stuff between Montreal and Tampa. The biggest thing, I guess, is this is the first time a Canadian team has been in the Stanley Cup final in... It's what? Our, it's it's our lifetime? No, no, no. Vancouver was in in 2011. Oh, yeah, Vancouver was in it. It's the it's like the second team in our lifetime or something, isn't it? Calgary was in it in 04? It's been and Edmonton was in it in 05, I think, or 06. No, they 05 won, was a lockout. But none of them have won it. Yeah, obviously none of them have won like since '93. A long time. So. Montreal was the last one to win it. So, and they got a mountain to climb here, where they need to start by getting a goal here in the next 13:47 and counting. Um, but Tampa, I mean, it's such a hard machine. I mean, of all the teams, if you at the beginning of the playoffs, if you said that one team, uh, you know, had to beat Tampa to win the cup, I, I would put Montreal at the bottom there because they're such a I mean, obviously they proved a lot of people wrong in these playoffs, but of all the teams to have to beat Tampa, this is a tough matchup for them. This is, they, they are skill for skill. You, you're not going to win. Obviously you're not going to win this. You, you need to have the guys that just play their roles, like guys like Deneau and Gallagher, guys who are like blue collar guys that are just going to tough it out. Because skill for skill, there's no one on the Canadians like Kucherov, like Stamkos, like Point, like Hedman. It's it's a real tough matchup for these guys, but they've proved everyone wrong uh, so far. They beat uh, they came back three, down three one to beat Toronto. They swept Winnipeg. They beat uh, Vegas in what was it six? I think it was six games. They beat yep. Vegas in, and we were we were watching that game whenever um, Lettinen, uh, Arturi Lekkinen, sorry, scored that game winner in overtime to send them to the uh, final. So they proved everyone wrong. Uh, all logic says that Tampa should be destroying them. 
But here we are in a one-goal game that, I mean, they they won a games already, so you can't take that away from them. True, right. they definitely made it farther than I think anyone would have uh, thought of initially. Especially, I think the biggest one was probably Vegas. Um, I don't think anyone really thought they could beat them, and they somehow managed to pull it off on a kind of uh, fluke goal at the end there. And um, it ended up giving them a run for the cup. But I guess we'll talk we'll talk about that a little bit with the whole thing with uh, Tampa being I think eighteen something million dollars over what the regular season cap would be because of uh, I guess a loophole in the system and um, I guess everyone I, I saw a thing on Twitter this is just kind of a side thought of where Pittsburgh's truly going to be like the last team to truly go back to back because last year you kind of have the um, like the asterisk next to next to it because they had the bubble and then like the no fans and then it's a shortened season. Yeah, the same short, with this one. Yeah, pretty much. The you have the shortened year and then you're in divisions that you're not normally in, so you get the easier or harder schedule, depending on what uh, what I guess division you get put in. So I don't know. It's definitely an interesting. It's definitely some food for thought, but. I don't know. I mean, going back-to-back is hard enough to do anyway, and then you have the bubble and everything else that they're trying to at least fit some form of a season in. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Like, is it true? It's obviously not truly back-to-back, but I feel like people are giving them less credit than they deserve because they did have to go into the bubble when the world was full of a lot of unknowns, and I guess we never really knew if there was going to be playoffs, and they ended up making it work somehow. And um, as they said at the end of the, whenever the playoffs were all said and over, I guess how miserable pretty much everyone was with how strict everything was. And uh, everyone was kind of cooped up and couldn't see, they haven't seen their family in like, I guess a little over two months if they went and seen the, if they went for the cup run because of isolation. So you definitely have to give Tampa credit there with, uh, you know, managing to power through that one. And then you just have this year where it's kind of a mess with all the uh, states, I guess, kind of um, ruling, like, whether, uh, like, the crowds and stuff can be there and capacity limits and all that kind of fun stuff. So, I don't know. It's definitely very interesting to see. I know for me, um, just watching this initially, with the uh, cup final, like game one where uh, Tampa was just completely full and then you go up and see uh, Montreal where it's like, it's I think they're at like 50% or something. Not even, there. They officially they were at 3,000, but it looked like there were more than 3,000. There's people. definitely more than 3,000 there. But that's what the Quebec public health thing said. Yeah, but I remember even whenever they played like, Vegas and them, there were only like a thousand people there. Like they literally only had like three sections open. It was kind of sad, just to see, um, like in general, just to see like you have the uh, Canadians playing Toronto, and that's like basically the Canadian series. And I don't think anyone was able to see that one. Nope. Like at all, and then I don't know. It just just kind of sucks. Then Winnipeg comes along. They got flattened. No one could see them either. Uh, it's kind of a rough, kind of a rough run, but that's outside of sports, I guess. Well, to, They're just 
be thankful to play anything at this point. To, but, uh, to go back to your earlier point, I don't think I. It's it's a legit back to back. It's there are there, there are different challenges. There went the traditional challenges of playing an eighty two game schedule, and then having to go up against your division rivals that you've been like division you know rivals with for years. Like like the Penguins had to do that. They had to play obviously like Washington both times. They went back to back and everything. Uh, and they had to play all 82 game regular uh, regular season games that those seasons, and, but they had by by all right the Tampa Bay Lightning here have had their own challenges that have been uh, you know good going back to back. They had to deal with COVID. Like obviously less games they had to play, so that's probably less wear and tear on the body. But you all like you said, you they isolated from their families for uh, months in the bubble. They were in the bubble I think for like almost two months at least. Because um, they had like those couple playing games, and then they had four full series they had to play through of bubble hockey. They, uh, uh, you know, from round one, two, three, then they uh, went over to uh, where was the, the cup final was in Edmonton. Yeah, they they went over. Yeah. They had to fly over then to Edmonton for the uh, the fourth one. But yeah, I mean, it's not the traditional grind you have to go through to win a, a, a Stanley Cup. But they had their own. Uh, BS had to deal with just getting to this point, so I still give them a lot of props. And the uh, I guess it's been talked about, but uh, they're Champa Bay. I mean, literally, they won the cup last year. They're ten minutes and five seconds away from winning it now. The Rays won the AL pennant last year, and uh, that went to six games, right? Didn't it? What the World Series? Didn't it go to six? Yeah, I think so. So they were what like the two games away from winning Very the World close. Series, and then the Buccaneers obviously won the Super Bowl. In Tampa Bay, and that's never been done before—a home team winning a Super Bowl. So, um, it's the city of champions right now, and it makes me a little sad because if Tampa wins here, they're going to be they, them going back to back. I feel like lessens it for Pittsburgh. How do you feel about that? Do you think it changes what what the Penguins did at all? I don't think it does. I guess I kind of get your argument, but I guess feeding in feeding off of what you said, where it's not as much physical wear and tear, but I feel like mentally that's got to be way more draining than uh, I guess the normal couple runs would be. I mean, obviously playing 16 minimum uh, super intense playoff games is going to be pretty draining, both mentally and physically, but I guess adding a pandemic on top of that and then all the um, uncertainty and whatnot, it definitely made it it definitely made it difficult. I don't I don't really see the uh, fuel that's fitting the fire with saying that the I guess Pittsburgh on paper technically is truly the like back to back, but I mean they all agreed upon these rules, so I don't really see why it would be. Um, I don't know. I don't really see why it would be. There would be much. Um, I guess disagreement with saying that they won two back to back cups because they are going to they're a little over 10 minutes away from doing it if this current score um, keeps where we are at one to nothing Tampa Bay with 10 minutes left in game five um, yeah see what happens from there but I don't know are you kind of like to see them pull it off I think everyone was really pulling for uh, Montreal here to see one of the Canadian teams win the cup with everything that they've been through and it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. Unfortunately, it hasn't been a very competitive series like everyone hoped with uh, if Vegas were to make it. But oh yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like uh, Montreal's going down without a fight. There wasn't. I think there was that one blowout game. I don't remember which one that was. Um, was that game three? 
Game three, the Tampa won six to three. Game one, it was five one. Maybe that was that probably the bigger blow. Yeah, I think it was five to one. And then after that, yeah, it's not like they've been absolutely uh, steamrolling the Canadians, but you know, still give them credit for making it this far. I think everyone had uh, Montreal getting knocked out by Toronto anyway, and they have obviously proved otherwise. It's the same thing with the Islanders, right? I think a lot of people had the Islanders going all the way. And they didn't even make it. They were a machine there. They, uh, the, lot, not a lot has been made out of that. Is that they, back-to-back years, they made it to the Eastern Conference Final. They get stopped by Tampa. And Tampa is like the premier team in the NHL right now. So a couple lucky bounces away, the, like, this could be the Islanders right now. They could have easily been in the Cup. And if they face Montreal, you probably give them the edge. You give If you're giving Tampa the edge, you're probably giving New York the edge against I, Montreal. I feel like that would have been the better series. Because Physi- both teams are way more physical. Like as, as we've seen in all the games, Montreal does not put up the like 30, 40 shots that Tampa does. But they're definitely more of a quality over quantity type deal. Um, obviously, it hasn't worked that well, but it's not like they've been getting blown their shreds. Because keep in mind, the last two goals usually have been empty netters. So if you subtract that, it, most games have been truly like one or two goal games where they've been right there the entire time and just couldn't manage to make it work. But I don't know. It just seems like it's two very different teams. And I don't know. I, I feel like if Vegas, like if Vegas made it, it would have been way more entertaining with them being younger and faster. And I guess the new team with, um, I guess kind of inspiring the good old Seattle Kraken to maybe do the same thing in their first couple years of existence, but you never know. Yeah, in this series so far, there's been a one-goal game, a two-goal game, a three-goal game, and a four-goal game, and the one-goal game is the only game that Montreal won. So in order to win, they need to keep it tight. They've kept it tight thus far, even though they're down here. So if they want to win, this is the kind of game that they're going to need to win. They're not going to get blowouts. They don't have enough talent up front to compete with uh, Tampa's uh, offense uh, or their defense for that matter. So this is the kind of game where I think if you're Montreal, you don't hate the position you're in right now. You're down by one with 830 left, but I mean, they, they could easily do this. It's one goal. It's one bounce, you know. Uh, you get like the Suzuki line or like uh, Josh Anderson. He uh, got the big OT goal last time. I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see. We, we might be celebrating a cup here if uh, in a in a few minutes. But if not, we'll we'll see where it goes. But um, you brought up Seattle. Um, there, I did want to talk about what you think the Penguins are gonna do for Seattle, uh, because that's fastly approaching pretty soon, and there are some things that do need to be talked about. On that end, so how familiar are you with the uh, expansion rules? Um, I am a, a little bit. I haven't had that much time to put to look at it that much. What have they narrowed it down to for the Penguins? I saw Zars potentially one of them. So um, the protection list for those of you who don't know, you can protect seven forwards, three D, one goalie, or eight of any combination, which is usually going to be four D, four forwards, or you can do five D, three forwards, plus an additional goalie. Um, I can, on the cap friendly, they have an expansion tool where you can kind of do it yourself and like protect who you want and whatnot. Um, people who need to be protected with because they have no move clauses are Latang, Crosby, and Malkin. So there's three right there. 
Um, after that, you probably want to protect Gensel. I think that's a fair one you want to protect. True. And uh, Marino is ineligible. Marino is ineligible. He doesn't have the uh, dirty time. So you do not need to protect him, so that's good. And you also don't have a goalie that you have to protect. You can choose what goalie you want to protect. So um, I picked Gensel. Um, Brian Rust, I choose him as well. Kasperi Kapanen. Definitely taking Rust. Kasperi Kapanen, given how much they paid for him in the offseason. Um, he's still very young too and on a pretty affordable deal. I say you keep him. You definitely protect him. So at this point, you have 5D. You can go two more if you want to do the 7-3-1 system, which I'm, I'm, for the sake of it, I'm going to do. Um, guys who haven't been protected yet in the scenario that we're talking about, Zucker, Tanev, McCann, Carter, Aston Reese, Bluger. Those are the most notable ones. I'm taking McCann. I'm taking McCann I'm as well. Taking McCann up. Um, now you have one forward spot left. They're not going to waste it on Carter because they feel like he's too old. I'm. I agree with you, but I've seen people on Twitter say otherwise. But in all fairness, he hasn't done much since he's came to Pittsburgh. So he's he 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 produced. All right, what defenseman do we have? What Latang Gumlin for defense. The, so the thing you have to do, obviously, the next logical one is Dumoulin. Um The ones that uh, you need that like you, our other options are Matheson, uh, Pedersen, uh, or Ruweedle. You um, don't have to do any of the other ones like CC, Ricola, any of them because of their expiring deals. Um, so basically, it's between Matheson or Pedersen. If I'm the Penguins, I do Matheson. I think his contract is big, so I don't think he'd get claimed either anyways. But I think you kind of secret, secretly hope Pedersen gets claimed. What's Pedersen's contract? It's in, it expires in 2025, which is four years from now. It's four, four more yeah. years at uh, f- just over $4 million, 4.025. Yeah, he doesn't put up that great in numbers. But Matheson expires in 26. And he makes 4.8. I like him at that contract better than I like Pedersen at his. I know it's more money. I know it's longer. But I liked what we saw from Matheson more than I like from Pedersen. I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's one where you could kind of do a coin flip because I feel like they're both, I don't want to say so expensive for the amount of points they put up to where I, I really think they're pretty, uh, they're pretty off the table for the Kraken to pick. I agree with you. I still think they're going to end up taking, uh, they're going to go for like Aston Reese or something. Well, we're, let's let's finish yeah. this real quick and then we're going to get to that because I have a couple thoughts on who they may pick. So do you want to say Matheson or Patterson? I'm going to say Matheson on my head. You just go Matheson. We'll Matheson. I mean, I, I, I think there's definitely way better goalies for cheaper that they're going to want to take. So I'm not going to, we're not going to go to goalie yet. We're not going to protect that yet. We're going to finish forward first. So we have one more forward spot. Zucker, I say no. He's making 5.5 until 23. So for two more years. I, I don't think they want to protect him at that Who's left? Zucker at that deal. Tanev, who is 3.5 until 25. So that's a long deal. I don't think, I don't think Seattle wants that. So I think his contract protects him. Then you also have Carter. Who is uh, has one more year left at two point six? Zach Aston Reese, who's an RFA this year, so he needs a new contract, but he's an RFA, so they retain his rights if they want. And Bluger is also an RFA, so both of them both need new contracts. Um, personally, I think I'd say Bluger because a center is harder to replace than a winger. But Aston Reese is really good on D. He his defensive uh, analytics are insane. 
between the remaining guys, I protect Beluger. But what are your, what are your thoughts? Okay, I, now that you read that, I really see where people are making the Carter argument. Um, I want to say, I don't know. I, I don't think they're good. They, I really don't think they're going to keep their, I don't think they're going to be able to reach an agreement with uh, Aston Reese in time. Um, I feel like Tanev were okay with losing. I think he'll be easier, easily replaceable. I don't, I don't think that. I just think that they're, they're, Seattle doesn't want that long of a deal for a guy like him. I know. You know, not many teams would want that. I like him on the Penguins, but I also My, don't think he's going to be taken. Oh man! Not gonna lie, I'm kind of I, I I as much as I hate to do it, I'm kind of thinking Carter because for he's 36. Amount, I this is the thought process though. Hear me out. So he's 36. He's got what a year a year left. Just for this next season. He's that's got it. this next season. He makes what two something. Uh, because uh, LA retained, he's making 2.63. Would he not be the absolutely like perfect veteran guy to like build a team around? Like everyone loves him for a year though. I'm just saying you're just starting out for a guy that we obviously can see puts up the numbers, who has been in the league for long enough who is, you know, generally, I think everyone likes on and off the ice and respects. Would he not be like your perfect, almost like Bill Guerin to throw in there for whenever you're starting a team, if you're going to get a bunch of young, like young guys to kind of get the uh, get the ball rolling on your brand new team? Well, here's my thing, is that the Penguins only, see, only spent a third and a fourth on him. Is it is it worth it? Do you think so? You're basically saying that Bluger or Aston Reese or Tanev or whoever else the other one would be is worth less than the third and the fourth that you paid for Carter. I think if you're looking at it from a value standpoint, um, I think out of all of them, Bluger has the most value between Zucker, Carter, Aston Reese, and himself. That's my rationale. I, I think Bluger is the choice, but you think Carter is the choice. Right? Have, um, you, have you come to that conclusion? I'm kind of thinking with Carter. Hmm. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm still sticking with it because I, I was like, I don't know. I, I, I just think for as much as he makes, that it definitely makes sense. It would make sense for Sarah to want to take him. Okay, well, for the time being, we'll put Carter in. Now we get to the goalies. There's only three goalies they can protect. It's between Jari, DeSmith, and Legacy. Um, Jari expires in 23 and has a $3.5 million cap hit. DeSmith is, expires in 22 and has a 1.25 cap hit. Are you protecting Casey or are you protecting Tristan? Tristan. Really? After the playoffs that he had? Yeah, because I feel like he definitely has... He has more experience. I don't. I don't know. I don't like this situation at all. But just with, I don't know. Because the the Smith doesn't have that much, um, like experience, and I guess Jari's been here and just kind of hope it's been like, it was just kind of like a bad run, even though. Kind of did lose the playoffs for us, but... Kind of, sort of, 100%. Kind of, sort of, maybe did, yeah, definitely, but... I don't know, this is kind of a hard... I don't know. 
I just feel like you have to go with Jari because I guess he's been around longer and he's still young and his contract's not too bad. Okay. So I think you kind of got to keep him. I think they will end up do, using doing DeSmith. No, I think they will do Jari, but I think they consider DeSmith protecting. So now we're going to go to Seattle's point of view for the Penguins. So here are your available options if you are Seattle. Who are you taking with the expansion list that we submitted? The available guys are Zucker, Tanev, uh, Aston Reese Bluger, Lafferty is in there, Patterson or DeSmith? If they took Zach Aston Reese, what would the contract be? Or wouldn't they have to negotiate one? They have to, they would, they would retain his rights because he's an RFA, but they would have to get a new contract for both him and Bluger. But Blue, they're both 26, so they're both still rather young. I don't think either of them are going to make north of $2 million. I don't think either of them have earned that right yet. I think that, okay, I think if they can renegotiate a contract with Zach Aston Reese that isn't ridiculous, I I think that's who they're going to take. You think they go after Aston Reese? Correct. Um, if they don't go after him, I say Teddy Bluger. Do you think there's any situation where the Penguins send over a draft pick and try to get them to take either Pedersen or Zucker? So, like, here's a third. Can you take Zucker off our hands? Because he's making 5.5 until 23. Pedersen's making four until 25. No, because I feel like that's easy enough to where if we wanted to do that, we could do that with, like, Detroit or something. You think? Yeah. I think if we wanted to get rid of him, we could. I mean, we got rid of Jack Johnson for nothing. and he we, obviously, bought, we, we bought him out, though. We, we, we did, but, like, that kind of hurt. Yeah, still. you'd rather do a trade. You'd rather get. That's what I'm saying. I feel like there's. I I just feel like if they really want to, if they're really that bad and they really want to get rid of them, they're gonna find some way to go dump them in like Buffalo or like some crapshoot or something. That's another thing that actually happened. Oh, just a quick side note. Um, the Buffalo Sabers signed the uh, head of analytics for the. Uh oh. Oh no. We have an empty net in in uh, in Tampa. One minute twenty four to go. Yeah, so we're going to keep an eye on that while we talk here. But um, the Buffalo Sabres hired um, Sam Ventura, who was the – he wasn't the interim GM, but he was one of the guys that was in the running, the in-house guys, to be GM of the Penguins whenever they let Rutherford walk. Um, he's their king of analytics, but now he is the VP of uh, strategy, hockey strategy in Buffalo. So um, – that's just a small side. I, I think that's a really good deal. But yeah, there is a lot of Buffalo, um, I mean Pittsburgh guys in Buffalo now. So there definitely could be some kind of trade that happens. Uh, we've done it before. They did the, um, oh man, who was it? It was the old Toronto defender. Well, the Connor Sherry deal. They traded him and Matt Hunwick to Buffalo. Oh, I remember totally that deal? forgot we even had him. We I had Hunwick, yeah. Existed. We signed him to like a three-year deal and immediately hated him and then sent him to Buffalo. But there's that there's a relationship between Buffalo and Pittsburgh, and Buffalo is going to need money on the books because they're planning on trading Eichel, Reinhardt, and Ristolainen this offseason. So they're going to need to hit the floor, you know. True. It's going to be interesting. Um, I think you could probably throw Zucker their way, or maybe Patterson. They have a history of having Swedish defensemen. Patterson, go go with your fellow countrymen to a terrible team in a terrible city. Yeah, Buffalo, New York. New York's finest. It's the best city in New York. And we are at 111 and counting. Even, even your truly Patrick Rones would agree that Buffalo, New York, is the definition of 
the oh 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 boy just straight beauty and uh you know we are distracted the right definition now. of uh new york i don't know we we're so distracted 53 that, seconds probably 50 seconds left from tampa bay wing and montreal Stanley needs up. a goal and montreal is basically just throwing everything they humanly can at them and vasilevsky's had some pretty nice saves here yeah i know he, that last uh, little sequence montreal, was has, insane. montreal does have the empty net they do Let's see, we've got one, three one, shots. One puck down the wrong way. Here we go. To Foley. Oh, Petrie. One timer. Oh, oh, oh they have to go out. back. They got to go out. back. They got to go back. 28 and counting. All right, oh, my here goodness. Here we go. Don't put the volume on. We'll get taken down. I know. 20 seconds. I'm going to do a quick play by play. There's okay. a scrum. Puck in the corner. 10 seconds. They get the puck. No, they don't get the puck out. Wait, where is it? Front oh, of the net. The puck? Oh, they oh, dump it. They dump it. Oh, seven seconds. seconds. Is it going to be icing? No icing. Waved off. Three, That's two, it. one. And repeat. That's the it. Tampa Bay Lightning are Stanley Cup champions. That's over. For the second time one in as many nothing. years. Unreal. Wow, that place is booming. That is such a good sight the to see. The is packed. And for the second year in a row, Corey Perry loses the Stanley Cup final. Wait, wait, wait. And Curtis McElhaney's a Stanley Cup champion. Victor Hedman, Steven Stamkos. Stamkos is out there. Stamkos isn't there. That guy has been through it. The amount of injuries he's had to go oh, through. I know. He but broke. That, he, he shattered his leg. He basically, yeah, he, say, he did blow his leg up. So These guys, what a team. Patrick Maroon wins the Cup for the third year in a row for him. He won it back in 2019 with St. Louis. Victor Hedman, he's a Hall of Famer. Norris winner, two-time Stanley Cup champion. John Cooper, maskless. He said, I won the Cup, screw it. Shaking Dom Ducharme's hand. You got to give credit to Montreal here, though. I agree. They made it way farther than I think anyone else would be. It's just, I don't know. Unreal. You kind of feel bad for him, but this... this uh, the arena is going absolutely nuts. It's the first time we've seen a Pat, you know, celebrating group of people. Look at Maroon. He's so happy. He's waving up to his family. We did it. Good old Patty Maroon. Kucherov, uh, Kucherov the uh, I, I tale really of Nikita. I going for the meme there. I was, I was going to say I, really I didn't, really didn't want to really do really I was like, I was like you're really going to get us banned. It's not banned to make fun of somebody. You make fun of me every episode. That's not, you know, we haven't gotten banned yet. No, I just give you your proper title. Unreal. I know. Good on them. Well, that really derailed the conversation, huh? I agree. Well, now, I think this opens the floodgates. I think now all the trades are going to happen. Probably. Yeah, now that this is over, now the uh, season's ended, yeah, probably. And... The furthest Carey Price has ever made it. Oh, look at Ryan McDonough. He's crying. This is the closest Carey Price is ever going to get to a Stanley Cup. I would just like to make that mark right now. I feel really bad for him, man. He, he's he's a Hall of Famer. Like he right and now is probably roughly, yeah, you figure what, maybe 150 feet from the Stanley Cup. That's it. That's like that's it. They still have to shake hands while they and they're waiting for them to celebrate. That oh is, yeah, I forgot about that. Man, look at that that poor Montreal group. Oh, yeah, last year they weren't allowed to shake hands, were they? I don't know. I think they did. Did they, did I they think do they it did. anyway? I didn't think they were supposed to. I don't to. remember. Um, 
Anyway, well, I guess while they're... Uh, Ross Colton, there he is, with the only goal of the game. Yeah. While he, they're he's playing, there, Max Talbot. Right. Anyway, to try to get back on some form of track to where this makes any sense whatsoever, I guess while they're preparing the cup, um, we'll talk about... Do you want to talk about some uh, news in the baseball world? Well, we brought up, uh, I said that there's going to be trades. There's a couple that, something broke that right before we even started recording that Vlad Tarasenko wants out. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) There's a lot of superstars that seem to be on their way out. uh, And I think this game here ending is going to really start all of that. Uh, Within the next week, I think we could see some of these guys traded. Tarasenko wants out of St. Louis, and his rationale was they handled his shoulder injury poorly. Uh, They didn't, they didn't. I guess they didn't get the procedure that he wanted or something. I'm not exactly sure, but that was a couple years ago. And then in the bubble, they handled some injury bad. So he went out of St. Louis. Uh, Arizona's looking to make another Ekman-Larsen deal. Last year, they tried doing it with Boston and Vancouver. Neither of them worked, so he lo- he's going to look to get out again. Um, Castle apparently might be on his way out of Arizona, too. You think? Yeah, there's been rumors about that. And it's funny enough, Boston and Pittsburgh, both former teams of his, have been linked to it. Keep an eye on that. Not gonna lie, I could kind of see him being a player that Hextall likes. Yeah, I could really see it, but, but I just feel like there's not really a great fit for him in Pittsburgh. Wasn't the, wasn't the whole thing that him and Malkin didn't like each other? In all fairness, Malkin's been on such a steady decline over the past couple of years, and he just doesn't put up the numbers unless Sid's not there. I hate to say it, but like, I don't know. If they got rid of Malkin, like at the current moment. Because how, how old's Malkin? 34? Uh, something like that, yeah. I don't, like, I don't know how disappointed I would be if they got rid of Malkin. I know it's, like, They're not going to, though. crazy to say they never will, but, like, there's, he's making more than Sid, and he doesn't, he just, I don't know. Like, whenever you talk about elite players, he would used to be so far up there, and then he got this gigantic contract, and it just seems like, I don't know. Well, he only has one year left on his deal. He has this next year, and then he's... He'll probably go back to Russia. That's That would be my guess. I think he resigns. That's what Ovechkin's doing. No, Ovechkin's going to resign. You think? His his contract's up right now. Like, oh, yeah, as yeah, of yeah. this game ending, he's now officially a free agent. Oh, boy. But I think he's going to go back to Washington for a couple more years. The Seattle Kraken just turned into basically the Russian, like, the Russian Super League. I mean... It could. It might. Kuznetsov wants out of Washington... Throw Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Gino. That that is one impressive thing. You know for a fact that not, that locker room will never speak a lick of English ever again. It's funny because like how the Mariners in Seattle have all the Japanese players. Now the the hockey team is going to have all the Russian players. Wouldn't that be strange? And what all the football players? They they just speak English. It's only an American thing. Football. Um, yeah, there are more trades. What else? Um, obviously Eichel. Eichel's been linked to a bunch of teams, L, uh, L.A., Anaheim, New York, Rangers, uh, Vegas, Golden Knights. How would you like to see Eichel in Vegas? They need goals. They do need goals. I just don't think they're going to pay him. I, I think they'd do it. They are crazy. They're just crazy enough to do it, man. There's right. Stamkos. Oh, look at Pierre. Thankfully, this might be Pierre's last game ever yeah, broadcasting. Yeah, I never have to hear that man's voice again with the uh, contract moving to ESPN. So, and then NBC, I guess, 
sports will get shut down, or I don't know how that works. I never really looked much into it. Is he bleeding out of his mouth? Or he lost teeth. He has like two teeth left. In the, or no, let's see. It's stammer. Yeah, his does. bottom teeth. I think he's a heck of a player. He's missing one. We'll give him that. One in the top and the bottom. He's definitely bleeding. There have been rumors that he, um, because they need to get under the cap, that they'll move him. And Eiserman uh, is his former GM. He might go to. What do you think about uh, Stamkos in Detroit? I just feel like he's going to want to go somewhere where he can win a cup. And Detroit just ain't it. I, I mean, you, he, you can build He's still young enough you can build around him. I he He's automatically their best player. He's better than Larkin. You're right. It's just a matter of if he can stay healthy. Another guy who might get moved there, Kalorn. He had a hell of a playoff. Oh man, this is this is cool to watch. I know. Do we want to? We want to polish off some. Uh, you want to talk about baseball? I wanted to do some baseball with the Trevor Bauer saga and the Oof. current state of the Pirates. Oh wait, before we get off hockey, I want to say one thing. Um, no, we're gonna get back to hockey because whenever they bring the cup back out, that's how we're gonna polish it off. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. I want to rip this bandaid off real quick. Right, Matisse uh, Kivlenix, I think was his name. I don't know how to pronounce the Latvian oh, names. Yeah, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets goaltender passed away on July 4th uh, in a firework accident. That's obviously terrible news. 24 years old. He was the future in net for the Blue uh, Blue Jackets. They're going to look to trade um, Lickens and uh, and or Corpusalo. He was going to be on the team next year. He's played NHL games and tragically passed away. So rest in peace to him. Um, there's not a good way to segue out of that so do you want to go to your uh go do the bauer stuff real quick before the cup gets handed out uh yeah so basically baseball we'll just parse this off real quick um there basically has been allegations for trevor bauer for sexual assault and i guess i re- i saw the official statement not not definitely not great if you saw the actual, I guess, report or whatever, um, like, document that his accuser put in, definitely some very, very detailed stuff. Uh, the Dodgers effectively have, he has been removed and placed on uh, personal leave. He's no longer in the Dodgers rotation. I saw today they even canceled his, like, bobblehead night. They revoked that. They took all of his merchandise off the websites. They're basically doing everything they can to kind of, you know, um, distance themselves from Trevor Bauer. Um, I don't know. I don't want to be jump, be one to jump the gun here, but it's it's kind of hard for. Um, I mean, keep in mind it's only accusations, so. You know what I mean? You, you you can't really say much there about like for the entire team to take it all down for for God. Vasilevsky wins the con Smythe. Yeah, I thought I was going to Braden Point. Yeah, I, I he deserves it though. Vasilevsky does does deserve it. That's what I said. The Hall of Fame career. Now he has that trophy to his name. Come on. You're right. All right. Anyway. Um. Yeah, basically the Dodgers took down all his stuff. The uh, he hasn't said anything on social media. He's normally a pretty huge face. Um, he hasn't said anything, so I mean, I don't think. I think if whenever I guess the legal stuff happens, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. Like you know, it's it's just accusations. If someone's 
if they are trying this hard to distance themselves that far from the team. And normally don't, they don't go to, through the lengths uh, that they've gone through. Yeah. Like, there has to be some type of merit to this. Some validity, for, yeah. For them to go through this extent of, I guess, kind of getting rid of them. Um, let's see. And Pirates news, I went to my first Pirate game and no, but I'm going to one in a couple more weeks, and that's pretty much it. But uh, I went to one, too. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they played the good old Atlanta Braves, which I've probably seen more of. I've, I think I've been to more Braves games in the past three years than I have Pirates. No, four years than Pirates games. So that's pretty bad. Uh, the Pirates were on a pretty good three-game win streak there. They got uh, annihilated today. They're still, like, 18 games back or something horrendous. Yeah, they're pretty much where we thought they would be. Uh, we have the All-Star game coming up, and we have uh, Adam Frazier and uh, Ryan Reynolds as the – they're going to go represent the good old Buckos in the All-Star game that's coming up, I believe it's in like two weeks. I think it's next week, actually. Is it next week? Everyone kind of expected those two to be like the two best Pirates, but I don't think anyone expected them to be All-Stars. I think they've, they've, they've been very good, and um, I think Frazier is a, the best trade bait possible right now. Yeah, you know the Pirates are going to take that bait. They'll trade him for a Happy Meal if they can. And they signed D. Gordon uh, today to replace him once they inevitably do trade him. Perfect. Um, oh, and here we yeah. go. All right, here we go. Here's the Stamkos gives it a kiss. All Everyone's coming over to take a picture with it first. They're doing a, doing a team picture good old, before he lifts it. Good old uh, Gary Batman's talking. Can't hear him over the booze as usual. My favorite. Very well deserved. I love the team picture. My favorite team member, Gary Bettman of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, yeah. Everyone's favorite. Someone, he's giving them bunny ears. <laughs> is he right? No, it, it's, he it's back to back. No. Someone put a three up. What is the three for? All right. Now we got the coach in there. All right, Bettman. You got to get it. I'm sorry, but you haven't done anything except cause everyone excruciating pain. Kalorn, you can't be in the team pick. Kalorn got a killer mustache and beard. My God. All those guys. That team, man. I don't, I don't. I think I said it last year, but I'm going to say it again. I think some of those guys are going to be gone. Oh yeah, definitely. They can't afford them. I mean, we said that last year too. They can't afford them. <laughs> they couldn't afford them this year, and they still did it. Yeah, but assholes. They, there's some playoff thing. It's the different playoff rules and stuff. It didn't end up working out. But uh, they put Kucherov on LTIR all of last season. This season, this next season, they're gonna. Who are they gonna put on? Stamkos. Put him on the LTIR all season. As well as scans up on, uh, they just they just like pretend he doesn't even exist. They're taking a long time here to do this one. Right? They're clapping again. Can can Gary Batman just shut up and get out of the shot so we can watch Steven Stamkos lift, lift the cup? John Cooper, underrated man, head coach. I mean, obviously they have a talented uh, group, but they've persevered here. And here it goes. He's lifting the cup. Smoke in the background. All smiles. All right, take it around. Let's see who gives it to first. There we go. Who, Here's the handoff. Who does he give it to? Point. He's going right to somebody. Oh, no, he's not. He's, he's going to celebrate. Yeah, he's taking his lap. Take your lap, Stammer. All right, I'm going Braden Point. You're going Braden Point? I'm going with one of the older guys. Um, Savard, oh, maybe? Oh, yeah, you're right. Maroon. He's won it three times no, in a row. Maroon's won it, though. Yeah, uh, who? Oh, God. We don't got a lot of time to make this decision. Back, hurry up. I pick Point. Vasilevsky. All right, let's see what he does. He's really or Savard. Because Savard just lost a former teammate. He's older and never won it. All right, looks hey, like he's going to hand it off. Where is he going? No, oh, man, oh, he's really oh, Is it Vassy? Oh, nope. 
Headman. Headman, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, uh, I respect oh, he, oh, he's doing a big one. Yeah. Headman is huge. That, there we go. He's so happy. Dude, that cup looks tiny. <laughs> that looks like a normal size trophy. 35 pounds, that cup is. Wow. All, all of its history. I know. This is beautiful. This is what you love to see. True. All right. All right, number three. Who's getting it? Are they just going in order of, like, talent here? Who knows? Oh, Savard. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Savard gets it. He, he uh, you know, Kiva Lincoln, uh, Kiva Links, I forget his, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm so sorry. Former teammate of Savard's. He was emotional during the tribute they did in Montreal last game. He wins his cup. He's taking his lap. All right, we'll we'll do we'll one more, then we'll head. We'll polish off some ML from uh, good old baseball. And who gets it and now? Who gets it? Someone with a beard. Oh, Kalorn. Is it? It's Kalorn. It yep. Kalorn. All right. So, Tampa Bay Lightning, the 2021 back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Guess that's it till the fall. Well, no, that we have the draft and all that fun stuff. I was going to say within the next week or two, it's going to be crazy I with the, the stuff that's going to go down. All right. Let's Polish off some baseball. We have the good old Pirates, 32 and 54, 19 games back currently. Many of Arizona, I don't even want to know what's happened out here. They've set the record. and 63, 30 games back, a one percentage of .276. That is rough. Sounds bad. That is real bad. Oh, never, never mind. You have the uh, the the Rangers aren't far from it. Really? I they're, thought they were doing better. Uh, no. Well, I I mean they're five and five in their last ten. They're thirty four and fifty three. I guess the Rangers and the Pirates are kind of like hand in hand. Oh, the MLB draft's coming up too soon. That's that's gonna be a whole thing. Yeah, I saw. I don't. I for that I think we need to do like we'll do like our own podcast because there's way too many players in baseball that where they could possibly pick from and it is entirely too confusing well the best options are one of the two uh vanderbilt pitchers uh kumar rocker or jack lighter but there's rumors that they're going to take a shortstop or something because they don't want to pay the money of us to a starting pitcher they don't want to play pay the draft money the slot money for to, to pick a starting pitcher in the first overall pick that's a problem to them isn't that insane what they don't want to pay the end the the a rookie contract to a starting pitcher. That's that's the rumor. Yeah, I can see it. That's t- how. <laughs> Come on, man. How uh, you well, get first I overall pick and you can't pay that for years? If they don't pay, uh, if they don't get a starting pitcher, it's going to be that reason why. Yeah, they do not care at all. That they don't. All right. So, we got baseball knocked out, and quite literally, the NHL season has just ended. So next, a little bit of a, well, not for us. We've been getting more into it in the past year, if you know where we're heading. Got some good old golf where we have, um, in quotes, the match that just happened actually yesterday, where it was... Uh, our fan, fa- our favorite, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, was paired up with uh, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback of the Denver Broncos, <laughs> the, the quarterback of the possibly the Packers, maybe, maybe the Broncos, maybe the Raiders. We don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe he's a, he's a 
quarterback last time. Nah, we'll go with Jeopardy host. There, there we go. That's probably better. That's factual. Yes. Then, on the uh, other side of the aisle, we have uh, Lefty, fresh off of a win a couple weeks ago. Good old Phil Nicholson paired up with the uh, GOAT. Good old Tom Brady in a uh, golf match, which was quite entertaining to see. I remember last year it was who? Tom Brady. Peyton Manning? Yeah, it was. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. I don't remember who played. I don't know. It was Mickelson, I think, and somebody. Was it Mickelson Woods? No, Woods never did it because he's been hurt. Let me look that up. It definitely wasn't Woods. They always, everyone wants to do it, but uh, I saw the highlights. It was pretty entertaining. It it basically took turns uh, seeing who could hit the ball farther off the tee, DeChambeau or Mickelson. Um, I think the part that kind of did it in for me was uh, there was a I think a par four that was like 390. Uh, DeChambeau uh, teed it up, used the three wood, and put it within like 10 feet of the hole. It, it was Tiger. Really? Yeah. Last year. Yeah, it was uh, Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods against Nicholson and Brady. And uh, Tiger and Peyton won. Oh, wow. I don't think Tiger Woods was ever in it. Yeah. Uh, last oh. year, May 24th, 2020. I knew it. Wow, that's crazy. Anyway, uh, Team DeChambeau and Rogers ended up uh, winning it. I think they won by three. By three shots. Um, Brady had a nice drive. He was hitting bombs. He did. Uh, Rogers' short game wasn't bad. Well, he needs it if he's paired up with DeChambeau. Someone needs to have a short game. Yeah, right? right. someone's got to have a short game. I mean, hit nukes off the tee and then have him have Rogers be able to putt in. They, they should have done scramble rules. My My... I, I just it's kind of nice to being able to like see these guys where they're not like in that super intense like I guess like tour mode. That's yeah, playful. Correct. Because I remember there was one. They I don't remember, remember like what course they played, but it was beautiful with like the mountains and stuff in the background. The Shambo hit he went hit one and I think he said he hit it off the toe, and this thing just absolutely hooked straight to the left. And when I mean this thing was in the woods. Like, we're talking, like, this thing is at the bottom of the hill. I have never felt more like a PGA Tour player in my entire life knowing that they are still capable of doing that. Because I personally think that, like, um, I guess from playing for the past, you know, year or two, that every time I get into up on a hole where there's, like, you know, like, we're talking, there could be, like, a puddle, like a three-by-three-foot, like, puddle in the middle of the fairway. I guarantee you that ball is going in it. That is almost guaranteed. Or if there's woods on one side, gone. Oh, yeah. That ball is gone. Not a chance I'm finding that thing. That's just always how it seems to go. I have a personal golf highlight that happened to me. There is a curved, I forget what hole it is, at Scenic Valley I did about a week ago. Uh, I hit a, it curves and there's woods on the one side. I hit, I think it was a 260 bomb right over the woods and it put me within like 30 yards of the green and uh, normally uh, like everyone else is playing it like short like you go to the curve and then you move forward i busted right over the curve right over the woods impressive i, I it just cleared the, the, I did the that tree once we were in uh, new samirna florida i don't remember what hole but it was also one of those dog legs and i remember i was with colin and we were like i think this, this is the same course where these 
old people yelled at us for. Uh, uh, I remember I've heard this. Yeah, one. they yelled at us for slow play, even though the way the holes were made, like, um, they were all like, like every other hole was running in the same direction. So like, once you teed off, you go to the right and then like hit back the other way. And we had, we would have to keep stopping for these old people because they couldn't they couldn't hit anything for the life of them, and we would always have to stop because their ball would be like in our fairway, so we couldn't even tee off. And then they ended up freaking out at the end because we wouldn't let them play through, even though there was a chain of like ten golf carts that are just like sitting and waiting. We're just in line, and they like threw some fit. I don't know. Did what? you like say to them no? Yeah, like we like we were like they they eventually came up to us and were like you know. It's common courtesy for us to play through, and we're like, all right, fine. He's like, we've been waiting for you for nine holes or something, and then, I don't know, we put up some crap. We're like, fine, go, go, go ahead. There's only, like, like, let's see, four more pairings ahead of us? Weren't you all twosomes? No, those, we had two. I know, the, I know for a fact the guys in front of us had four. No, we were waiting for them. No, but the person complaining was a twosome, too. Yeah, they so then. They walked. So then how? Oh, they're, dude. They're the epitome of losers. They I, walked in 18 and they're not on tour. I would have kicked their asses if someone says some shit to me like that. I Screw just, that. Like, Fine, go, go. And then I, yeah. It, I hate was, people. Yeah. They ended up just disappearing. Um, I don't know. It's common courtesy. Well, you know what? There's a line, pal. Yeah, like, common courtesy is wait your turn, damn it. Waiting for the people in front of us would let you go, but like... Like, come on, we're keeping pace with everyone else. Like, I, like I'm sorry, but if you're trying to play 18 holes walking in, like, three hours, uh, you need to stop taking whatever meds you're on. Anyway, now that, now that that rant is done, because I haven't had a good old pirate rant in a hot minute. Oh, God. Settle in, kids. I know. Let me get let me get comfortable. Let me get comfortable. Oh, great. Yeah, I, I don't have a pirate train for this one. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you did. I really don't. Now I gotta sit back up. Oh, yeah. I'm just gonna lay here. Anyway. Yeah, it's kind of nice to see that uh, every once in a while, PJ, a, a nice tour player. I mean, keep in mind, the the Shambo Shank probably went like like 390. Oh, um, who who do we got in the Olympics? We got DeShambo, JT. Who are the other two? Uh, oh boy. I forget. Who qualified? I'm pretty sure it's the top four. Yeah, but it's, I know it's Thomas DeChambeau. I know Ram's going for Spain. McElroy's going for Ireland. Matsuama's going for Japan. Um, oh, I know Garcia's not going. God, I'm trying, who are the other two for the I US? I have no idea. I don't remember. Why can't but, I think of this? But apparently that's all that's like all up 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 in the air right now because Japan and Tokyo just went into a state of emergency because of COVID. Oh, great. Again. So there's a chance that these games don't happen at all. And next winter, like twenty twenty two, like like in a few months from now, is the winter Olympics. So we're having Olympics within like less than a year of each other. Two Olympics. If this Japan one can actually happen, and the next one's going to be in Beijing, China, the Winter Olympics. Again, are the one? Why? Oh yeah, why are we holding? We they just had the Summer Olympics in 2008. 2008. Yeah. What the heck? I don't know, but um, that's a whole controversy too because the NHL players want to go, and the league is like, I kind of don't want you to go because yeah, they did this last because they got to stop for the last Olympics. They got to stop. They didn't go last Olympics. I know. This time they're actually trying to go. 
the players and like they're putting up a fight they're like we want to go and Batman in the league is like but we'll have to stop the league for a few weeks but like who cares yeah, we right. played in like a last two regular seasons have been shortened. Who cares? Yep. Take take a week off of take take a week of games off. Play a seventy eight reg, game regular regular season. Did you really miss the long regular season? No. I, I don't think anyone. No. It, it's obviously more revenue, like for the teams and for the sponsors and everything. But like, who really was like, oh, you know what we need? Thirty more games of regular okay. season. The, yes. But you can also make this debate for baseball, and I kind of respect it, where it's 162 games, like the game today. I understand, like, the game today against the Braves, the Pirates were against the Braves. Um, they ended up playing the game at 1230, or it was, no, it was a 1-5 start on a Wednesday. Like, if we're being honest, I'm not watching it. No one's watching it. No one's watching a 1230 Wednesday game. Like, why even play it? Play the game at 7 like normal and just give them Thursday off to travel. I'm totally fine with that. I like I, I think that if they're really gonna try to like do this kind of stuff, just just lose the extra like ten games because I'm not watching like a twelve thirty, one o'clock, whatever start on like a weekday. Maybe not even a weekend. I mean Sunday maybe, but like Saturday, if you're doing like Saturday at one o'clock start, I'm sorry. Unless I'm going, there's not a chance I'm watching that. But I'm with you. I'm with you. But I mean, that goes. That's a whole root. There's a whole rooted problem there of MLB and why no one wants to watch and viewership is down, like in person and you know on TV. No one wants to go to a baseball game anymore. You're right. Well, especially a Pirates game. I can't say that I blame them. So it's true. It's true. Uh, how many people do you think were there for the Big and Rich concert? <laughs> That happened? It was July 1st. I don't remember. Um, who is Elton, okay, Elton John's you, going? No, he's not. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. What? Elton John's coming to PNC Park. Yes. I, I thought you meant for a Pirates. No, I'm talking about PNC Park. I was like, oh, no. I can almost guarantee you that there are more people there to see exclusively Bacon Rights so than there were to see the Pirate game. I'm sure. PNC Park. Let's see. When is Elton John coming? August. Oh, it's next September. Like a 22? Yeah, September 16th, oh, 2022. It's expensive. Oh my goodness. The cheapest ticket's 128. No way. What is a field seat worth? $1,000? One of these tickets is $10,000. No way. Elton John can go to hell. I'm paying 10 grand to go see Elton John. I'm sorry. Elton John can go. Never mind, I'm going to say it. I, no <laughs> way. Yikes. I know. I'm going to look real quick and see if there's anything we missed big that happened. Um, we obviously missed a lot. The entire playoffs happened since we last have been on here. You're right. Um, you talked about baseball, yada, yada, yada. Oh, um, have you been following at all the Blackhawks situation? What happened now? Uh, a trainer of the 2010 Stanley Cup team. Uh, is accused oh, of sexual yeah, yeah, assault. Yeah, I kind of I forgot about this. One. Well, that's a whole thing that's been like been yeah, like yeah, happened yeah, and since. Yeah, a bunch of players and stuff were talking, and I guess the club knew about it. And then like Joe Quinville and stuff, they're all getting thrown under the bus. Quinville, Bowman, Bergevin were all on the team when it happened, and there was a lot of speculation that some of these guys can get canned if if anything's like provable. There are a lot of them are like pleading ignorance or just being quiet about it. Um, if it comes out that these guys knew about it and didn't report it to the police, because that's the whole problem is that it happened and then the Blackhawks tried covering it up. 
if that's proven, Bowman should be gone. Their GM, Stan Bowman. Quinville will be gone. Quinville will be gone, but is in Florida now, but he'll probably have to lose his job. Bergevin, GM of the Canadians, probably is gone, even though he publicly said that he, it didn't, he, doesn't, he didn't know about it. I don't know how provable that is or not. We'll see in the coming months, I'm sure. Um, a couple players have come out. Nicoletti of the Islanders defenseman, he was a Blackhawk at the time. He said that he didn't know about it, but other players have come out and said that everybody knew about it. Like it was a, it was an open secret. Everyone had heard about it. So Nicoletti saying that he didn't know about it is kind of interesting. But we'll find out more. There's so much that's unknown about the situation, and it's a very sensitive topic. You don't want to like say anything wrong, and then like you know. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's like only accusations until proven. Otherwise. Yeah, but you know, this seems to be like a like a really like a big scale thing. Like it, like if it's yeah. a cover up. You know, it's it's tough. It's something something you don't want to talk about, but it always seems to be some kind of situation like this in sports, especially. That's why I went to school. Oh, great. Why is that on the news? What 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 happened, guys? What did we do? Did we win anything? What did the good old SciTech do? This, this is Carmold. Oh. This is my uh, middle and elementary school. They're doing some kind of. The news is still on. I'm so sorry, guys. It's after you thought. I thought they put like. Post-game yeah, stuff with the Lightning. Put, like, some post-game stuff on, anything. Oh, what do we get? NBC's like, oh, we're done with NHL now. Yeah, let's like, yep, sauce it away. Over, let's this. What, do, what do they show other than hockey? Nothing. They got something on. Oh, uh, the Olympics. The Olympics? But like, I'm talking NBCSN. Uh, they have tennis? I feel like they have tennis. No. They don't? I think ESPN is the tennis. Hmm. Well, um... Yeah, this? Right. I would, no, they have like the, the curling games and that kind of stuff. Yeah, right? I think they have curling too. Yeah, right. Which is important. What do you think about this tropical storm, huh? Can we, yeah. can we put some money on where it's going to land? Oh, yeah, I'm afraid of betting on hurricanes. I'm betting on hurricanes. There's nothing better to bet on than Mother Nature. Yeah. <laughs> Over under death count. <laughs> it's like, I, I, don't, I don't understand because it's like everyone's like, oh, it's a tropical depression, so like, let's put money on it. The storm's already depressed, man. Like, leave it alone. Like, I don't understand. Like, why are you He's crying. He's got big sads. He's depressed enough. He's taking everyone out. Like, like come on, man. That's how school shooters are, too. tropical depression for a reason. Oh, this story here is terrible. This Miami thing. Oh, yeah, the Miami. That, uh, the condo collapse. That is so yeah, sad. That's pretty bad. I've been talking to my friends about this. I can't get over it. To, uh, but if we're being honest, that is going to turn in, like, the biggest lawsuit ever. And like, oh, that's the least of the worries right now. No, I know, but I'm saying like, end game. This is literally going to change like, like engineering and like building codes yeah. as a whole. Yeah, as it should. Dude, people, it was like the dead of night. People were sleeping, and they don't even wake up. They just don't. They never wake up again. They fell asleep and yeah, don't wake that's up. Pretty bad. Families, like young people, lived there. That is so sad. I know. I cannot get over that. I cannot get over that. It's crazy. It's. Okay, this might sound really bad. No oh god. But like, I'm gonna censor this. No, it's right. okay. Like, whenever this kind of thing happens, we kind of expect it to be like not in the U.S. No, no, you're 100 like, percent right. I mean, yeah. Like, whenever you hear something terrible, about it, like you expect it to be in kind of like a, you know, like a poor country or something. Middle East, something like that. Yeah. It's <laughs> not that far. But like, no, I mean. It, like, like you don't expect you think you always everyone thinks so. Yeah, like, like the United States has the highest code of everything. Pretty much. Like, you don't you expect that. Like, yeah, like a like a big building or something collapse. It's going to be in like some you know poor country. 
And they might have been, yeah, like this is definitely some pretty big thing, but it's I don't know. Uh, the same happened like when when nine eleven happened. Nobody expected that a plane could take down the two bo- tallest buildings in the country. True. No one expected that. Then it happens here, and you're like, oh god, this is crazy. True. All right, we we straight too far off topic. Um, any other thoughts? Final thoughts before we wrap it up here? Um. Please take Jason Zucker, uh, Seattle Kraken. Please take Jason Zucker off of our books, please. Pretty please. With a cherry on top, please. All right. Um, Do you have anything you want to finish with? I really think that'll do it. Wait, Troy, what? what turn around. What, what's on the back of your shirt? He's wearing a Trevor Bauer jersey. Troy! No. the room! <laughs> Goodness gracious! That's horrible. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm literally wearing an, a work shirt. Oh, wait, you just, you just put on a sweater. Oh, he's doing the book as me. Like, try! Try! The hell are you doing, Troy? God. You embarrassed me off the top. I'm calling you out on the, on the back nine now. That's all right. The Bob Nine. <laughs> oh, go please talk about the Bob Nine before we go. <laughs> you, can you tell the story, please? Because you're more outraged than anyone about it. True. Well, I mean, if we're being a player, then honest, that white Russian that's sitting on the table is the closest you ever get to a white Russian in your entire life. I can't post this anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Bob died. The basically the absolute... Thank God I have a knife. I can kill myself. <laughs> the dumpster fire of golf courses. Oh, man. All right, so we go golfing. Here's a group of us. A group of what? Four? Three. Three. Yeah, that one. Uh... I grew up with three of us go golfing, and this is like the day after a storm. And straight up, this, we're not going to name the golf course because we'll be heist them. But uh, the golf course should have been closed for like repair because it was like horrendous. And we made up these, they had these made up holes that were called the Bob Nine. You're not going to name the course. Literally names the course. It's, no. Oh no, what other course could it be? <laughs> The know. Bob Scenic Valley. <laughs> Bob Mount Lebanon. Yeah. Anyway. These horses... These the horses, <laughs> horses were just made up. Like, we're talking like they would use the tee boxes from, like, hole 7, and then you would use, like, like 13 would be, like, the green range. Yeah, and you're using, like, fairway, too. No sense <laughs> like, at all. It was the most confusing thing ever. There was no map. There were trees that were downed in the middle of the tee boxes. The, the tee boxes were tee mats from a that, that, too, yeah. Um, what happens in hole three? Oh, hole three? Which one was that? That was the one we just hit up a hill. With the mountain over top of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hole three, you have to... Uh, they made the tee box at basically the bottom of a mountain, and then they put... There's three greens at the top of the hill, right? Now, we're talking... This is a hill. Like, this thing's up there, up there. It's a part of three. And there's three flags. I'm talking about the one with when they hit us. Oh! Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. Um, anyway, we had some... Uh, we'll go with older fellows that decided that uh, they were going to play a hole that was closed by uh, driving golf balls over the road directly in our tee box where we were like, actively trying to hit the ball up this stupid hill. <laughs> they almost hit Colin. Colin's a big target. He's a tall dude. Yeah. They almost hit Colin. Yeah, I mean... Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> like, Ginger's already having it hard enough. Now they have to fend themselves off with... See, I'm here to defend myself whenever you insult me. Colin's not here to defend himself. <laughs> what? Like, you can't be doing that to him. No, but he is out there putting in the work for good old Jeffrey, so, I mean... Jeffrey I Bezos. 
We love Jeffrey Bezos. Those and everyone at this point. Except his wife. His ex-wife. Oh, God. Mackenzie. I think that's her name. I don't know. All right. This has gone on for too far. We're not even talking about the Um, <laughs> thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Thigh Report. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, at Thigh Report. Uh, at The Unit Report, um, on Redbubble, at Lucas Wester. Uh, we got stickers. Um... Follow me on Twitter at Lucas Wester. Uh, follow, listen to us on um, freaking Spotify, uh, Apple Pod, uh, Apple Podcast, iHeart, Pandora. We are everywhere. We are literally everywhere. Find us. Find us now. That's, oh, that's not creepy. Sorry, sorry. Colin just whispered over my ear. He's talking to the thighs. Um. Anyways, this has been a great episode. We need to do more. Uh, I just can't find my way out here very often. I get lost. Um, but yeah, um, we'll see you next time, hopefully within the next month. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the unit report. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple podcasts and follow us on Twitter at the unit report.